0: You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast.
1: Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove Podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful And peaceful night sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Calm Cove podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. Calm Cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds And see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night.
0: Feel like who art ed? to Who art ed? Mr. Wood, art ed, me. Either way, it works. I know. That's not too great to start. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood, and for today's Fun Fact Friday, we're going to be talking about The Mummy's Curse. I am someone who absolutely loves the holiday of Halloween. I love a good spooky story, and I have also always been drawn to works of art from all around the world. And whenever I see images of Tutankhamun's burial mask, that is the famous, beautiful gold burial mask uh, from ancient Egypt, I always find it beautiful, but also kind of unsettling because it's had a really dark history for the last hundred years or so. Now, King Tutankhamen, um, often referred to simply as King Tut, was an ancient Egyptian pharaoh, and he was ruling from around 1332 to 1323 BCE. Not a lot happened for a long period after that, but in 1923, Howard Carter, the British archaeologist, opened the burial chamber of the ancient Egyptian pharaoh. Now, of course, he did not do this alone. He brought along a whole crew with him. He brought along workers and, you know, as well as important people like his friends, his financier, George Herbert Lord Carnarvon. About two months later, Carnarvon died. And this idea, this myth or legend of the mummy's curse and the, the, ill that will be rained upon those who dared to disturb the pharaoh that really took on a life in the culture around that time because he wasn't the only one to meet an untimely demise howard carter's pet canary was eaten by a cobra it was the symbol of the egyptian monarchy One of Carter's friends, Sir Bruce Ingham, received a paperweight made from a mummified hand. Now, if you're thinking, that sounds like a really odd thing for a person to have, a paperweight made from a mummified hand. At that time, it wasn't as unusual as it might seem. Now, when I say at that time, I'm talking about 100 years ago, the early 20th century. Like I said, the... the, Was opened in 1923, but in the late 19th century, in the Victorian era, mummies were like everywhere. People would do all sorts of things with mummies. Um, There were, it was a very sort of popular, not super widespread, but popular thing in certain elite circles to have unwrapping parties where people would get together and Literally, just unwrap a mummy, and they thought of this as a really high-minded, scholarly pursuit. There were um, there were pigments. I talked in a previous Fun Fact Friday about mummy brown. They would actually make a brown pigment from grinding up a mummy or parts of a mummy into dust that could be used for a pigment, and so. I got to say, sadly, the respect for those, those mummies was not really widespread at that time. And so, the idea that someone would have chopped off a piece of a mummy and used it to make a trinket like a paperweight, it's not shocking to me. It's disgusting to me, but it's not shocking to me that that would have happened. Now, on the wrist of that that mummy hand, there was a bracelet inscribed to read, Cursed be who who moves my body. To him shall come fire, water, and pestilence. And sure enough, Ingham's house burned down. Two times. Now, when you hear all of these stories, like Carnarvon died just a few months after opening the tomb, and Ingham's house burned down two times, and Howard Carter's pet canary was eaten by the symbol of the Egyptian monarchy, the cobra, it really seems like that mummy is out to exact some revenge. It seems like that idea of the curse for anyone who would dare to, to disturb the king's eternal slumber and looting the burial chamber to send art and artifacts to the British Museum certainly seems like it would have caused Tutankhamun to roll over in his grave. At least he would be rolling over in his grave if he were still there, but if anything, Tutankhamun would have been rolling over in a shipping container, as even the king was not outside the grasp of the museum. But Carnarvon was ultimately killed, not by an ancient mummy, but a mosquito. He suffered blood poisoning from an infected mosquito bite, and while he did suffer that just a little bit after opening up the tomb, Carnarvon was known to have been rather sickly for some time prior to the expedition as well. And while we have a person, an animal, and a dwelling all meeting an untimely end, these anecdotes seem kind of like powerful and compelling evidence when taken in isolation, but when you look at it with a little bit wider lens and when you look at it on a larger scale, in terms of numbers, there's not that much happening here. There were about 58 people who were present when they first cracked open the burial chamber and, and you know, disturbed King Tutankhamun. Out of those 58, 50 survived for at least a decade after that. Now, I know the curse of the is said to bring death to those who disturb the burial chamber, but as we all know, on a long enough span, the survival rate of everyone present will drop to zero. I think ten years seems like a reasonable amount of time for that mummy to get up and get it together and exact its revenge if it's going to do so. And so when we look at when we look at it and say like, well, fifty out of the fifty eight seem to have been fine, well, I mean fine except for you know complete lack of human decency shown towards the the deceased. but fifty out of the fifty eight did not meet their untimely demise. It was, it was less than one in six who seemed to have been afflicted by the mummy's curse if there were one. And I would say, that like statistically, that curse has a losing average. The burial mask of Tutankhamun is not just a beautiful work of art representing sort of the ideal version of the pharaoh Tutankhamun. It's also a symbol to some extent of people's fear of the unknown and other cultures as we ascribe some sort of supernatural vengeance and dark, mysterious powers to the ancient Egyptians with this lore of a curse that is ultimately also a little bit of comeuppance for people who were imperialists. Grave robbers in the name of their archaeology. So in the end, whether you believe in curses or you believe human decency should prevent people from chopping up deceased individuals' bodies to make trinkets like a paperweight, King Tutankhamun's burial mask is one of the most beautiful and horrifying works of art around.